Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. We must have confidence as born-again believers. And while the thief comes with a purpose, Jesus, the true shepherd, comes with a greater purpose. He came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you enjoy this message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, Living Our Best Life. So you have your Bibles going, turn me to the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10. While you're turning, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill their God-given vision and to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient as was done in early church, according to Acts chapter 4 and verse. In the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10, it reads as follows. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Notice, even though the enemy is stealing, he's killing, and he's destroying, he's doing his part. Jesus is even doing his part even the more. He's, he came that we may have life, not only have life, but have it more abundantly. Based on what I've just read to you, I'm going to talk to you in a, for a few minutes on this topic, living our best life. Say that with me, living our best life. Again, living our best life. Again, living our best life. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for living our best life. Help us, Father, to understand that you came for us to have life and have it more abundantly. That means we're living our best life, Father. Best life not only in church but in every area of our lives. Relationships, homes, businesses, and so forth, God. And we thank you, Father, for being there and helping us to live our best life. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. I truly believe that as many of us are learning how to sow into the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things and doing it the way God wants it done, that some of us are learning how to receive what God wants us to have. I love that. I love the fact that God is not a God that just asks you to do something but he asked you to do something with a good consequence on the other end of it. That's why when we give, it shall be given unto us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Some of us have been sacrificing for years, and I see God manifesting his promise in your life. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. You're seeing the Holy Spirit Operate in your life. God is revealing things to you and your life is changing for the better in the way that you think, the way that you talk and the way that you act. We see this. In fact, for the past few weeks, we have been ministering on how the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us to all truth. One of the things I want you to understand about that, that when we lead and guide you to all truth. He is exposing you to a better way. He doesn't make you choose the better way, but he will expose you to a better way. He will expose you the truth that will change your life and make your life better. 
He'll make you better in your relationships. He'll make you better in the way that you think it, think 24 hours a day and seven days a week. He'll, he'll rescue you from the attacks of the enemy. And many times the enemy will attack you in your mind. And you need help with your mind in the way that you think because the enemy wants to control the way you think. If he control the way you think, he can control, amen, the things that go on and the way you believe and the way that you think, talk, and act, and so forth. Now, as the Holy Spirit reveals things to us, he continues to guide us so our life will be better. As long as we embrace that truth and make the necessary adjustments to be more in line with the will of God for our lives. And as we do, the Holy Spirit will continually expose us to better. Thank God for better. If we did not know better was available to us, some of us wouldn't recognize it when it came in our lives. Thank God he reveals better to us. I didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like many, many of you like me, you didn't know there was peace that passes all understanding. Many of us did not know that the joy of the Lord was, was our strength. Many of us did not know that we have divine protection, divine angels that protect us from the, the attacks of the enemy. Some of us say, we know that just swerved and missed me by accident. No, it swerved and missed you because of an angel that took that vehicle, that took that incident and moved it to the other way. And even when things did come your way, it didn't affect you in a manner that it could have. That God is always protecting us in ways that we don't always understand, but we know he doesn't. Some of us just think we're lucky. Ain't no such thing as being lucky, baby. If you're a child of God and you got somebody praying for you and you're walking in divine favor and divine love, God is protecting you in ways that you can't even imagine. God is keeping things away from you that you have no idea that he does. I appreciate the fact that God sends angels to protect us from the adversary or from the enemy. How about you? You thank God for angels that watch over you 24 hours a day and seven days a week? Can you imagine if the enemy was left up to the way he what he wants to do? We would not be some, some of us wouldn't even make it to the next morning if the enemy had this way. So you realize that God is doing something special in your life. In my opinion, the Lord will give us ideas and strategies and opportunities and dreams and visions and so forth to maximize our potential in Christ. And as the Holy Spirit continues to reveal our destiny, we must gain knowledge and understanding. Let me tell you something. We need to understand this clearly. Listen to me clearly. As God reveals dreams, ideas, strategies, gives you wisdom, the enemy knows it as well. Don't you ever think that the, you're just going to get everything that you want and then the enemy is not going to raise his ugly head and say, you know what? I'm just going to let you do what you want to do and I'm just going to, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not, no, don't never think that's going to happen. If you got some good things going on, don't worry. The enemy is sitting there waiting to pounce. Remember Job? Job was living his life and not bothering anybody and all of a sudden had, the devil came to God and God said, have you considered my servant Job? I'm glad he didn't say Richard because I'm going to have to quit and go somewhere else. But have you considered my servant Job? And he said, I can't, God, because you got to hedge your protection around him. And this, the same thing goes for us. There is a hedge of protection around the children of God. Every now and then, the enemy can go, but he can't only go but so far. 
Just like with Job, he can only go so far in our lives. Man, we thank God he can only go so far. Hallelujah to God. But the enemy is out there. And he is trying to hinder what God is doing in our lives. And so we want to look at that a little further here today. Go to John chapter 9 and verse 40. John chapter 9 and verse 40. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Then notice the Pharisees, he was talking to the Pharisees. And in verse 41, Jesus said to him, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. When he says that you see, it means that they knew what they were doing. They knew that they were messing up. They knew they were sinning. And he says, now since you see, then you're held accountable because you know, but you choose not to do. And some of us, we know to do, but we choose. Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1. Now remember that it was divided up by the, by the ones who translated it, but it is actually one big text, okay? Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He's a thief and a robber. He enters another way. Now, this is what you got to understand about that. When you look at that, a thief and a robber, he knows what to do, but he chooses not to do it. He knows robbing is wrong. A thief and a robber knows robbing is wrong. But they choose to do it regardless. And, and the thief and the robber in this text, they knew what door to come in. They just said, I'm not coming through the door you want me to come through. I'm coming through another door. And we got to be careful that when we know what to do, that we choose to follow his way and not our way. Because we would consider a thief and a robber. Verse 2, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And so we see here that the one that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. How do we know? To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Appreciate the fact that Jesus calls his sheep by name and leads them out. I thank God that he knows my name. He, I know he knows your name, but I'm glad he knows my name. I know he, you, you on first name basis with him, but I'm glad he knows my name. Because if he knows my name, he knows what I'm dealing with. He knows my problems. He knows my, what I, what I like and what I dislike. He knows what I ain't telling you. Let me, leave, let me move on because that might get a little personal right now. To him, the sh- doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he, and verse four. And when he brings out his own sheep, thank God we belong to Jesus. Notice he said his own sheep, not the enemy's sheep, but his own sheep. He goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice. One of the prayers that I have as a pastor is that we know the the voice of Jesus. Because I can't be with you 24 hours a day, but you need to know the voice of Jesus when you're at home, when you are riding down the road, when you're at your job. You need to know the voice of Jesus. Because there's, and the reason he says, he specifies, because there is another voice out there that's trying to lead you down the path of destruction. Oh, good God. Many of us heard that voice before too. 
How many can admit to the fact you've heard the voice that tried to lead you to destruction? Oh, yeah. You hear voices that try to tell you to do all types of things that are ungodly. You know what's really interesting about it? That voice will agree with something that's going on inside of you. That voice will agree with something that you're dealing with, and it'll make it sound real nice. But you got to understand, if it don't line up with Scripture, i got to ignore that voice. You must know that the voice will come back again. Just because you tell it to stop, it will stop for a moment, but it will come back again. And you got to make sure that, okay, I recognize that voice. That's the voice of the enemy, and I cannot heed to what the enemy is saying. Verse 5, yet they will be, by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And as I thought it was kind of interesting, it's strangers, more than one voice. There are many strangers out there trying to get your attention, but there's only one voice that you need to take heed to. They're strangers, and strangers mean more than one. That means they come in all types of different voices, but it's only one voice that you need to hear. And I, you got to be careful about one voice that's real powerful. And I mean, it, it is real. It says a lot, and it means a lot to you, but it's your own voice. Your own voice can mess you up if you ain't careful. Thank y'all for the four amens right there. Your own voice can lead you to a pathway that is no good. Your own voice will have you doing things that you ain't supposed to be doing because your voice can be influenced by the enemy or by God. I just say, Lord, let me listen to your voice. I don't even trust my own voice. You don't trust your own voice? No, I don't because my voice will say some stuff and, and say, and, 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 and my voice got some strange stuff going on. I'll be real with you. Now, your voice is probably normal, and you got normal uh, thoughts going across your head, and you always thinking normal, you always acting normal. But me, see, I guess because some of the TV shows I watch, but sometimes I hear voices that, mm. sometimes I have dreams, I'm like, what in the world? All types of things go in my voice. So I've learned that we have to listen to his voice. His voice. Because there are voices out there that I shouldn't follow. There are voices out there that none of us should follow. So that's why Jesus identified his says in his text as the true shepherd. He was clear in his plan to the Pharisees that there is divine protection for the sheep who uh, that knows the true shepherd. They know his voice and refuse to follow any other than him. I'm not going to follow no other voice but Jesus. My voice will mess me up. Other voices will mess me up. And this is what you need to know. Voices are going to sound good to you. Voices are going to be something you can relate to, but you can't follow every voice because it sounds good. And it relates to you. You got to follow the voice of Jesus. You got to follow the voice of Jesus. In this text, he lets them know that there are thieves and robbers out there that will look for ways to get into the sheep safe place to steal for them as well as lead them astray if they remove themselves from God's protective place. Notice what John 10 and 8 says. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers. They're burglars. They're crooks. They're crooked. They shoplifters. They cheat. They take stuff that don't belong to them and don't pay for it. Walk out the store. Ain't pay for nothing. Walk out, listen, walking, trying to walk out 
of what, what God has for them. It's take, try, taking the blessing, taking what is there, taking it out the door, but didn't pay for it. Didn't pay for it with a praise. Didn't pay for it with their giving. Didn't pray for it by their saying, thank you. Didn't pray, didn't pay for it by lifting up the name of Jesus. And I see God every day taking care of people that never acknowledge him and tell him thank you. That eat food that God grew out there somewhere and never tell God thank you. Don't even bless the food before they eat it. Don't even tell, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he directs their path. Don't even tell God, thank you for giving me my strength, my health, and my life. Every day we should be grateful as believers. Sometimes people are not grateful until they're they're missing something. They're missing or they're lacking something, and then they say, okay, I'm thankful for it. We need to learn how to be grateful to Jesus. You need to learn when you got everything working to be grateful to him. And say, Lord, I thank you. I appreciate you giving me my life, health, and strength. I thank you for a roof over my head. I thank you for transportation to and fro. I thank you that the car crunk up. I thank you that the gas works. I thank you I can put some gas in the vehicle. I thank God that I can put it in there and pay for it, and they got to worry about, go ask, well, I'll leave that alone. I thank you, God, for doing what you do in my life. I think that I can eat food that I pretty much enjoy on a day-by-day basis. Appreciate that, God. But some of them are sharp living. They take from God and leave without. They try to cheat God out of what he's doing for them in their life. Now, interesting enough, the Pharisees are like many of us at times in that they did not understand the need to remain connected to the true shepherd. Notice verse 6. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. He didn't understand. They did not understand the things that he spoke to them. They wanted to be free to go and do as they please. Boy, that sounds like some folks you may have heard about. That sounds like some of us in the past. We used to want to do what we want to do, but now we realize the best thing we can do is be in the will of God. And they did they went around, they wanted to be free to go and they pleased, not realizing the importance of remaining in God's ordained pastor. P-A-S-T-U-R-E, not P-A-S-T-O-R. Pastor is a place of growth, a place of increase, a place of feeding place. Just like you're in the house of God this morning and God is feeding us with knowledge and understanding it would be considered in this particular text the same type of situation. Notice in John chapter 10 and verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. He's going to find a feeding place. He's going to find increase. He's going to find substance. He's going to find what he or she needs in order to walk, make this Christian journey. Going to find pastor. And we thank God for pastor this morning. We thank God for a place that we can come to on a week by week basis and God feed us with knowledge and understanding. Never take that for granted. 
Never take that for granted. Never take for granted when God challenges you in the word of God to be a better Christian, to be a better father, to be a better sister, to be a better mother, to be a better worker, to be a better business owner. Never underestimate what Jesus is doing in our lives. Now, he further identifies in John 10 and 11 him as the good shepherd. Notice here in John chapter 10 and verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let me read verse 12. But a hireling who, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Let me show you what that looks like. When you got a true man or woman of God, they will protect you from the sheep. I got a perfect example. Stand up, brother. And that woman beside you, could you stand up, sir? Now, your job, Brother Jeffrey, is to protect her because I am the wolf. Now I'm coming to get the sheep. Don't hurt me in front of the children. I got to wrap the hold up, my brother. You're right. No, don't, don't throw me down because, you know, you see the young brothers, they think I'm all that. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. I'm coming for the sheep. I'm the wolf. I'm coming for the sheep. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. The wolf's supposed to come for the sheep. They don't sit around and say, well, I'm a wolf. I'm just not going to eat sheep. No, a wolf is a wolf, y'all. I don't have wolves or snakes in my house as pets. Because they ain't changed their nature because they are pet. They still got that nature of a wolf or a snake. See, a wolf will come after sheep. And so a good shepherd going to protect the sheep. Y'all follow me? Now, you could have a howling. You could have a howling. Be a howling, brother. Get your money. And here it is, the sheep. What are they going to do? In most natural cases, a sheep can't beat up a wolf. I don't care how much that sheep work out. I don't care how much I can do pull-ups, sit-ups. I can. Ain't nothing that that, when it break down to it, that that wolf can, I mean sheep can do. Because why? I'm a wolf. I am ferocious. I am come to get the sheep. Now you get, it's, it's up to you which one you want to do. I thank God for bona fide, spirit filled, believe, I mean, uh, pastors that pray over the sheep, that love the sheep, and won't just let a wolf come and get the sheep. Are y'all seeing that? That's what that text is talking about right there. Thank y'all so much. Give them a hand of praise, y'all, for the wonderful job they did. He was informed the Pharisee that he was the door to the sheep. And those who came before him were thieves and robbers who had no interest in the spiritual welfare of the sheep. Highlands have no spiritual welfare. They have no concern about the sheep. All they want is their money. All they want is what they can get. They want to fleece them and take what they, take what they can get. And move on to the next one. Because a highland can go from one to the next. 
after they take after they uh, abuse one, they got to find somebody else to abuse because they ain't gonna do nothing that's gonna be worthy of it. They gonna keep going from one to the other. Now I'm gonna drop something right here real quick. Now this made a caution of you gotta be careful about the uh, so-called men and women that try to use folks for their own pleasure. I just dropped that. I'm gonna stay and come back out of it. Okay, here we go. So now, he even went to them to the plan of salvation by stating that if anyone's enter, enter by him, he will be saved. Notice in John chapter 10 and verse 9. John chapter 10 and verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. He will be delivered. He will be rescued. He will be protected and he will prosper. So he was witnessing them about the plan of salvation. That they followed, that they submit themselves to Jesus, come and listen, allow Jesus to be their Lord and their Savior. They will be delivered. They're going to be rescued. They're going to be protected and they will prosper. So he, he ministered to them the plan of salvation. We must have insight and understanding that there is a thief out there. Let's go back to John 10 and 10. The Bible says very clearly, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. There is a thief out there. There is an embezzler. Someone that's trying to get something from you. A false teacher. They'll teach you something that will cause you to not follow the plan of God. If you don't follow the plan of God, you don't have divine protection. If you don't have divine protection, the enemy can come and get something from you. Let's let's make one point. Let's get something real clear. The thief is coming for something that is valuable. And he is not a thief unless he got a or a M.O. of being a thief. You don't call somebody to try to steal something one time and they got caught a thief. A thief is somebody that's been, that's had a reputation that has a M.O. of doing it over and over again and getting away with it. I imagine there are many people that have tried the area of being a thief but were not successful and you really didn't call them a thief. Well, he ain't no thief because he tried to steal something, but he ain't no thief. So he walked out. He had the stuff hanging out, hanging out of the door here. Man stopped him right there at the door. Man, what you trying to do? Put the stuff back. Okay. <laughs> and walked out. But a thief, according to Scripture, is somebody that's after something. And what he's after, we need to understand, is value. And if he's after something, we need to find out why is it so valuable? Because I don't want to be in a situation where the enemy is taking something that is valuable to me, and I don't even know it's valuable. I mean, let's be real. How many of you left something outside, and you said, you know what, if somebody get it, fine by me? (laughs) Was it valuable to you? You left something in the front yard, like, they steal it, they can have it. They, you, you would consider stealing. You're like, do me a favor. I ain't got to carry it off. 
because it wasn't any value to you. But when something valuable to you, you, you tend to what? Protect it. I believe truly that the thief is after something that we need to be protecting. But sometimes because we are in a mindset, oh, that ain't valuable to me. But it's valuable. But the thief knows that in the eyes of God. And see, value is determined by God. Let's, let's break it down where it is. Value is determined by God. I don't even, I don't even know what's valuable to me until God teaches me what's valuable to me. Because I may think something's valuable, but when I, when, 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 when scripture is revealed to me, I'm like, oh, that ain't valuable. When God begins to speak to me, the Holy Spirit exposes me, and He says, you know what? That ain't valuable. Oh, I thought that that relationship was valuable. God says, uh, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Oh, he said, well, that ain't valuable to me. I thought it was valuable, but that's an unbeliever. They don't believe in the things of God. I don't need to be, have a relationship with them. So he said, I, that's not valuable to me. Well, it, it was valuable before, but when it revealed to me, it was no longer what? Valuable. So I need to understand that value is determined by God and not me. If I determine what's valuable, I might be protecting some stuff that's not valuable to God. If it ain't valuable to God, I, I'll allow the enemy to come and take it, and then therefore, it's nothing to me. And then I messed up when I realized it was valuable. And I missed out on what God was telling me. Now, the thief, the embezzler, the false teacher, those that abuse for their own gain, one who steals with or without force. How can you steal without force? Deception. Deception. How can you steal and not even use force to get it? You deceive folks. Con man, as some of us may know. The thief is a con man or can be a con man. To take in small quality, quantities, I should say. Sometimes the enemy, he don't steal or he don't take in a big amount. He's going to take a little at a time. He's going to take a little dream here, a little vision there, a little idea. He's going to take that idea from you. And he's not going to come. He may not come like, whoo, with a pitchfork and with two horns up. He's going to come very deceptive. And the enemy can deceive you either directly or indirectly. He's coming though. He's gonna do, the thief is a thief, y'all. The thief is a thief. And we don't need to take the thief lightly. We don't need to go in there talking about, you know what, the devil ain't got no power. Really? The devil ain't got no power? Why has he got so many people under his influence? Why has he got so many people that should be in church this morning, should be giving God the glory this morning, but really ain't got no excuse from the house of God? Should be fed, be given, uh, should be being fed knowledge and understanding from their pastor, but the enemy has deceived them, didn't even use any force, just deceived them and lied to them, and now they're missing out on knowledge and understanding. Say, you know what? I'm okay if I miss church this morning. 
Still a little bit at a time. We're exposing him this morning, but yet there's some people that should be here missing out on what the enemy been doing. He said, you know what? Take a little bit of time. Oh, you ain't got to pray Tuesday. Because you prayed Monday. A little bit of time. Now, you got plenty of time. But because of, I ain't going to pray today. I could be in Mark today. I could be in Matthew today. I could be reviewing my sermon notes today. But I'm going to take my time and do something else. Now, you may just spend 15 minutes in Matthew or Mark or Luke or John or any one of the Gospels. You may have spent 15 minutes, and, and that 15 minutes can change your life for the better. But you'll spend three hours doing something that's not useful, but won't spend 15 minutes with something that will change your life for better. Three hours doing something that is, but don't spend 15 minutes with Jesus. Small quantity. You got to watch, the Bible said it's little foxes that spoil the vine. It's little things that go on around you you got to be careful about. Because some of us, you know, we'll see the pitchfork and the two. Let me tell you something real quickly. Stand up, brother. Under normal circumstances, I can't miss that brother coming toward me. Come on, come toward me. I got to be, you know, I... Even if I can't, I can feel him because he is, he's got. Y'all see? But what about, stand back and What about when the enemy comes, little small things? Sneaking up. Sneaking up. Sneaking up. Remember now, it's the wiles of the devil that comes after us. Thoughts from the enemy that will come in our mind. That can deceive us into doing things that are ungodly. Thank you, Mama. I mean, many of us can see when the big things are coming at us, but can we see the small things that the enemy is do- trying to do in our lives, trying to take from us what God wants us to have? And so, I believe that the objective of the thief is to take, which is valuable from a child of God, either directly or indirectly. And again, value is determined by God and not me. I don't need to determine what's valuable in my life. I need God to determine it for me. And once he determines what's valuable to me, I need to be able to hold on to what's valuable and not allow the enemy to come and take in my life. So now I'm going to look at the three strategies of the enemy that was outlined in John 10 and 10. Number one, he comes to steal. To take without permission what's valuable, joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If he ever gets your joy, when you going to, listen, hey, when people have joy, it's much easier to smile when you got joy. Much easier to smile. Because joy don't come from something natural, it's something supernatural. See, you have joy in the middle, and I'm going to use this terminology, in the middle of a storm. You have joy. You'll be happy in the middle. Yeah, they be t- on your job talking about, we're going to lay off. Oh, well, God got another job for me. Hallelujah to God. I'm good. I ain't getting mad. You know, when folks have joy, they start trying to cause havoc 
on the place that they work at. Y'all know it. Y'all read the stories. Hey, all the stories didn't get out neither. When you have joy, you don't let nobody, listen, take your joy. Because the world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it away. This joy that I have, woo! But watch this. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that strength comes from God. And God gives me joy, so if God gives me joy, it must be valuable. And I'm not going to let the enemy steal my joy. Not only joy we're going to talk about is peace, peace. If, if God gives us peace that passes all understanding, it must be valuable to him. If it's valuable to God, it must be valuable to me. And so I'm not going to let the enemy come and get my peace. Because why? It's valuable to me. My testimony will become by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Not going to let the enemy get my testimony because the blood will become by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Thank God for our testimony. Prosperity. I'm not going to let the enemy take my prosperity. I'm not going to let him take my confidence, which come great recompense of reward. Faith. He is definitely going to come after our faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who come up to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I'm not going to let him get my faith. He may get my car. He may get my everything else. But if he don't get my faith, I can get another car. I can get another house. I can get another job. I can get something else because he got, he got my faith. Boy, if I can believe God for something else, I can get something else now. Don't, don't let me mess around and believe God for something else. No, Taylor, t- don't, me- don't mess around and make me believe God for something. Now. Don't make around, don't mess around and make me believe God for something. Better joy, better, I mean, better, uh, 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 woo! Better! Better is here and better is coming. Prayer life. It got, men ought to always pray and not to faint. I'm not gonna let him get my prayer life. Now, he may come after many other things. Listen, he may get my television time, but he can't get my prayer life. I didn't get too many names right there, but that's okay though. You heard me anyway. He can't get my Netflix, my Hulu, my ESPN life. He can get all that, but he can't get my prayer life. Can't get uh, days of my life, young and the restless, who all my children, uh, sorry dog, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Scandal, come on no more. Who else? <laughs> He get all of that, but don't get my prayer life. He get, listen, you can get a lot of stuff, but don't get my prayer life. Listen, he can get my exercise time all he wants to. <laughs> take it from him. Get it. He take it. Take it. Just take all my exercise, but can't get my prayer life. Now, you know, there's one thing he would never take from me. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Get it. and Get that exercise. Get my exercise. Take it. Take it. No, you need to go. No, <laughs> they were like both of me like go to the gym. You need to go to the gym. I said, okay then. Relationship with my pastor. My pastor feeds me what knowledge and understanding. I'm not gonna let him steal that from me. Take it without permission. Another strategy of the enemy is to kill, to take life away. 
take life away, spiritually and naturally, as well as our dreams, our visions, and so forth. This would, when you see that, he can only kill something that's alive. He can only kill something that's alive. If you got a dream that's alive, he'll try to kill it. If you got a vision that's alive, he'll try to kill it. If it's not alive, why kill it? If it's not alive, why kill it? Why waste your time on shooting bullets in something that's dead? It's, it's alive. So I know if he comes to kill something, I'm like, okay, he's trying to kill something. Something must be alive over here. Something must be alive. If he's trying to kill something in your life, you look for what's alive in your life. And sometimes I wouldn't even know what's alive unless the enemy came and tried to kill it. Some of y'all be happy that the enemy is trying to kill something in your life. It's an indication that something is alive in your life that God has put in your life. He trying to kill something. Oh, he trying to kill something. What's, up? What's up in me alive there? And evidently, it's more alive than what I think it is. It must be a threat to the kingdom. Joseph. Joseph, I got you running around here, and, and you're talking about you got this big dream where you going to uh, rule over everybody, and I'm like, who you think you are? I'm going to throw you in the pit. Threw him in the pit, got out the pit, went to the uh, long story short, ended up in there at the number two man in charge. Good God Almighty. Because he had a dream that the enemy tried to kill, but all things work together for our good because we love God, and we're called according to his purpose. And the last strategy is he's trying to destroy. You can only destroy something that's there. Hear what I'm saying? You can only destroy something that's there. If it's not there, how can you destroy it? So if he's trying to destroy something, I want to find out what's there. I want to find Because destroy means to bring to ruin, to put to death, to put an end to, to put out of the way entirely, and to render useless. Therefore, when the enemy comes to, to destroy, I got to remember my labor is not in vain. I got to remember my labor is not in vain. I got to remember that he, if he's trying to destroy my labor, I must realize that he, he must see me doing something good. He must see it. Oh, the good measure get ready to come in my life. He must see that he can do exceedingly abundantly in my life. He must see that God can ready to drop something in my life that's going to change my life for the better. He must see that God getting ready to give me a good life, the abundant life. Oh God, a life that's better than what I ever had before in my life. He must see that he tried, why would he try to destroy something that ain't valuable to him? Let me tell you something. We may have some folks in the, in the world that go after stuff that ain't valuable. But the thief been around too long. The devil. Lucifer. Been around, and the demon spirits been around too long to waste time on stuff that ain't valuable. They've been around thousands of years, y'all. They, this ain't no uh, Rudy Poop thief. This is the one that is, uh, who, is who has had time and uh, experience, that's what I'm looking for, experience in dealing with what is valuable. And he knows exactly what to go for. 
He knows when a believer is turning the corner for the better, he'll try his best to stop you when you turn that corner for the better. He knows when a believer is believing God for the supernatural in their life, he says, I'm going to try to stop before they get to that supernatural in their life. He knows when the believer is believing God for that good measure, pressed down, shaken together, operating life. He knows he's he going to try his best to stop you. He knows when the believer is headed toward godly favor, that favor that, that's not fair. He knows when you're headed that direction. He knows when the believer get, get ready to get their prayers answered. He knows just like when, when, excuse me, when the brother in the book, oh God, Daniel believe, not Daniel. Brother uh, fasted 28 days, excuse me, 21 days, and, and the angel came. He said, I, I was trying to get to you, but the, but the enemy stopped me. I believe it was Daniel. Was it Daniel? Right here. Daniel, thank you so much, dear. He, he, he had prayed, and, 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 the, and, and the prayer was, and the answer was on the way back. But the devil knew the answer was on the way back. And he, the angel, excuse me, the devil uh, stopped the Daniel for receiving his answer. And the Bible says that he fought. They fought. And that uh, God sent another angel to fight the enemy to get Daniel his answer. How many of us have been praying and believing God for something and then the enemy has slowed it down from coming into your life? Or you think he slowed it down, but you got to believe that God has an answer coming your way. He's turning your life around for the better. You believe that better is here and better is coming. Yeah, I know you're going through a rough trial. I know you're going through a, a tremendous adversity, but God is on your side. Woo! Good God Almighty. So let's finish this up. The comes that we have as born again believers in John 10, 10. While the thief comes with a purse, we know he comes. And again, let me emphasize to you again. Your giving is not in vain. Your belief is not in vain. What you, what's happening in your life for, 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 to and through God is not in vain. What you do for God is not in vain. Don't you let the enemy talk you out of what God is doing in your life. Have confidence in that. As a born-again believer. Yeah, we know the enemy is going to do his job, but the true shepherd comes with a greater purpose. He has a greater motive for our lives. He came that we might have life. Real and genuine life. A life devoted to God. A blessed life. And life more abundantly, a superior life, uncommon life, more excellent, advantageous life, beyond more, better is here life. He knows that I come to give you peace that passes all understanding. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Holy Spirit has come on the inside of us and is leading and guiding us to all truth. He's exposing us to better in our life. He is exposing us to greater in our life. He is exposing us to favor. Oh God, He's given us our heart's desire. He's given us the things that we're looking for. And don't you ever give up on God. Because God would not give up on you. And we must recognize our heavenly shepherd and earthly shepherd's voice if we're going to access the knowledge and understanding needed to help us live our best life. And that's what God is doing. He's letting us live our best life. 
Let me say this to you. Don't never underestimate what your best life is for 2018 and 2019. You know God going to make it better. God going to make it better. In fact, you ain't got to look for 2019. Thank God that tomorrow going to be better. And the following day going to be better. Now, I know that it looked bleak on the outside, but God said your life is going to be better. When you listen, when you leave this sanctuary today, y'all say, my God, I got a good life going on. I got some good stuff going on in my life right now. I know God to do it exceedingly, abundantly above anything I ask of me. And then you know what's going to happen, right? The enemy going to show his ugly head. You know what he's going to do? He's going to try to, he's going he gonna to say something to you. And if you ain't careful, he's going to fall for it too. He's going to say something that you ain't got no business saying. Just go and repent. Everybody say repent. And they're going to get that thing right like David did. David got that right. David messed up, y'all. David did some stuff. Boy, I'm telling you, David make it, make it, woo. I'm telling you, CNN, Fox News ain't got nothing on David. All that stuff they be talking about ain't nothing. You read about David? I, I, y'all talk about David. I read about Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I'm a Jeremiah. He was prophesying to folks. And then another prophet came and said the same thing Jeremiah said. You know what they did? That prophet, Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, do what you want to do. I mean, he had a little attitude about it when I read it. Hey, look, do what you want. Do what you want to do. The other prophet said said the same thing Jeremiah said. The prophet said, I'm, he, 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 he booked out of town. You know what they did? They went and got that prophet. Went and got him. Brought him back. Brought him for the people. Killed him and threw him out among the people. When you understand the divine protection of God, you will not allow the enemy. He said, he'll come to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, well, God got a greater purpose for me. God got a greater anointing for me. God got greater power for me. God got greater love for me. And yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. And yeah, you may threaten my life. But be like them other boys. Do what you will. Do what you will. I'm still going to follow Jesus. I'm still going to obey his word. I'm still going to amen, follow the anointing because the anointing destroys yokes and removes burdens. And I'm going to have a best life. My life is going to be better, not based on outside things, but because of my relationship with Jesus. Woo, tells me my life is going to be better. It tells me my life is better. In fact, stand up and tell two or three people, my life is better. My life is better. My life is better. My life is better. Better is here and better is coming. Now, let's give our Jesus a big hand of praise. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.